Wait for it. Wait for it. And we're live. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans. It's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just a couple of nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. We are the podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. So without further ado, uh, Stabby, I don't know if you know this, but it has been decided that at... uh, Nick's funeral. I will be reading the um, modified version of the podcast intro uh, at his eulogy. He has so required and requested. I even given, given notes. notes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're you're muting yourself. <laughs> I was yelling at him for a second. No, I am perfectly fine with you giving the eulogy because I will be a hot fucking mess. So. Well, I mean, we don't want it to be for another couple hundred years, so I'll be Skeletor by then, but I'll totally do it for you. See, I just jumped franchises, and we haven't even gotten started yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think he wants to hang on a couple hundred more years. I have to usually convince him to get up every morning, so. Well, Especially you know, he wants to live forever. Come on, you apes. You want to live forever? No. Uh, no Elon Musk, Maybe. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, uh, we're going to let our guests and I'm going to go in alphabetical order because I can do the alphabet, people. I'm a smart grunt. Uh, we're going to start with Mr. Aaron, Andrew Warren. Can you introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Hey, everybody. Uh, I am a uh, writer. I write spy thrillers under Andrew Warren and space fantasy under A.A. A. Warren. All right. Space fantasy. That's sexy stuff right there. And then I'm going to check my cheat sheet because, you know, that's how we do. Uh, Isaac Kraft, can you introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers back at home? Hey, um, I'm a a baby author. Uh, I'm in uh, anthologies with the Corn Scribblers under Three Ravens Publishing and working my way towards becoming a novelist under... Ravens. Okay. You got to start somewhere. On the side, I'm doing graphic design work. Uh, possible uh, working on some cover art. That's that's always good, useful. People got to make them covers. Uh, apparently, when I, I beat a little too hard when Nick made our cover, so I might have to find someone else. He's still she's still in recovery. It's it's ugly. Uh, it was it was really bad. just like that. That's some. That's well, cool, actually, that, that's the way the cover game crumbles. Stabby said you were crying in a corner. We were just too mean and that I needed to be nicer. I don't know what that was about. I mean, we don't judge. Yo, Joe. All right. So uh, next we've got uh, in alphabetic order, Jenna and Jana. No, Jana, then Jenna, because alphabet. Uh, She's going to introduce two of her three, four, however many personalities. Yo, JR. Yes, it's four now, but we're only going to talk about two of them because the others are super secret. Actually, they're not super secret. It's just one is romance, and we don't talk about the romance squishy stuff on this podcast unless you ask me to. Um, Janice Brown writes nonfiction and cookbooks. I help people learn how to publish. I specialize in self-publishing and working with small presses like Three Ravens. And Jenna Ray writes science fiction, fantasy, urban fantasy, and all of the weird and the wonderful. Weird and wonderful is our watchword. We like to do it that way up in here. So, uh, I'm mostly the, the king of the weird, and then they do the wonderful. But it works for us. There's All right. Where the That's hell do I get on that? Like she gets all. 
Um, she gets all yeah. nice people and she makes them not hate us. It's, you know, it's how we people do. People hate us, but we're adorable. I mean, we get we get hate mail apparently to Stabby. I mean, it's it's kind of pathetic and anemic. Like they're not sending like the good stuff. I expect better from you, dear listener. Uh, so click that link tree at the uh, that's in the show notes. We'll read it to you at the end so you don't forget uh, and see if you can get a doozy. I want it so good. Even the moderators over on Instagram or Twitter or on her email are like, "What the hell's going on here?" Like I want like red alerts to go off in all of the major alphabet agencies. All right, that's how we do. All right. No, nope, no hate mail. Just a lot of love for the stabby. Always. I mean, that wasn't what we asked for, but sure. I mean, you could send love letters too, but then Nick gets cranky. It's it's a whole thing. That's not um, true. That's not true at all. <laughs> well, I, you know, I won't judge. Uh, so, Paul, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers? I'm uh, Paul Sparks. I'm a newer author i've got uh, three short stories out and three anthologies here's two of them standing free and uh standing fast i've got another uh anthology in the middle of uh, gonna be getting published soon and uh i'm i'll write just about anything that's gonna that will sell well in that case come on over to the romance side because it always sells and it's fun (laughs) Just, just, just say. Well, if you write anything, write come on over. Romance is necessary. Woohoo! Okay, that's a different show. Okay, I tried a romance scene once, and I still haven't recovered emotionally from the scarring of that incident. <laughs> okay, um, no, you love it. Well, no. So I wrote uh, in my first series. There was um, no FTL, so people were cry over or frozen, whatever. For travel, so I wanted to set up that he have kids because in that situation, in theory, you could meet your great grandkids if you're frozen long enough. And <laughs> so I, I wrote a sex scene just to show he had kids in the prologue to take forward. And I sent it to my mom, who was my first line reader, and she said, "I don't know what you and your wife were doing, but go practice and then fix this." Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, I still cry at night to that one. It's it's brutal. But I'm gonna need a moment. It'll be okay. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we have two new uh, guests who have not answered our religion question. So first, we got Mr. Andrew Warren, sir. Star Wars, Star Trek, or Firefly? Wait, I thought uh, Beastmaster was an option, you said. Well, well, I mean, you could change it, but we were sticking with the original, and Nick and I are debating what the new ones are going to be, because it's just not fair. Everyone says a certain one that's the king of kings of a certain genre, and it's so we're trying to mix it up with the permanence, but it will always be Star Wars, Star Trek, or Firefly. Can I be like polytheistic, like a little bit of everything? I got to pick one. Sure. That's the second question. question. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said yes the last time. So, so yes to all three is okay. Um, I mean, we don't judge our polyamorous friends, right? Love yeah, who you love. Definitely. And when it comes to that, very, but definitely poly. All, all yes to all three. Okay. And okay. More. And be. And, Isaac, you have not uh, answered this question either. So you get to Star Wars, Star Trek, or Firefly. You get the limelight. I know you were already answering sort of, but but now all focus is on you, sir. We're going to put you there. You're in the hot spot, all right? What is the right answer, sir? The answer is lightsabers. Uh, I'm going to go with Star Wars. Oh, why did it go to Andrew? I told it to go to Isaac. <laughs> like, am I supposed to say something? <laughs> no, it, 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 oh, Streamyards is hooking me up with like trying to make me look bad. And I do that well enough on my own. Thank you very much. All right. Oh, now that you're in the hot seat, for real, Star Wars, Star Trek, or Firefly? 
the answer is Star Wars because of lightsabers. Uh, good or bad, uh, mm-hmm. going to Disney or not, lightsabers make everything better. All right. And so this is the episode where all of the guests have figured out the comment section on the side. And now I'm like, oh, so many squirrels rolling. So many squirrels. Uh, with that being said, now, <clears throat> because we're polytheistic, Game of Thrones, Wheel of Time, or Lord of the Rings? Mr. Andrew. Lord of the Rings. Outstanding. So this is why we're going to be changing that religion question. Uh, as soon as we get stuff being lazy and, you know, stuff happens. Um, so uh, what about you, Isaac? Uh, Game of Thrones, Wheel of Time, or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings, totally. All right, that's an acceptable answer. It's the expected answer. And now, since the last time you did this episode for uh, for Paul, this is a new one, but we are not uncivilized here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. We are fine, upstanding gentlemen. So, coffee or tea, and how do you take it? All right there, Andrew. Uh, coffee with protein powder in it. Wait. Protein powder and coffee. Go on. We're listening. Doing it for years. That's my morning. My morning drink. Black coffee. Protein powder. It's a good okay. drink. Makes it a little mocha. If you get the chocolate yeah. flavor. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's like a, a mocha, you know. All right, Isaac. Uh, I take it with whole milk. Uh, if I run out of of the Keurig K cup coffee. Then it's instant coffee with whole milk and uh, the really good maple syrup, like in the glass bottle. Okay. That's the only good maple syrup is the ones that come in those glass bottles that cost like $10, $20 a bottle. (laughs) Yeah. In this case, it's $7, but yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, yeah. So, Paul, you get to answer the coffee question because you didn't ask this one. Answer this one last time. Back when we were the sci-fi shenanigans. Well, I answered it when I was on the last Blasters and Blades podcast. Did you? How did I forget? It must have been and such a horrific answer. I blacked it out of my mind, or I was blackout drunk. One of the two. Both are possible. I was a grunt. I said neither. See, that's why I, I blacked it out. That's a horrible answer. You, you said what? I don't drink coffee and I don't drink tea. What do you drink? What kind of writer are you? I drink... Uh, Rain energy drinks or the Mio uh, Mio stuff that you can put in a, a water bottle. Oh, that works. Those are acceptable. We've consulted the Oracle, and they agreed that is an acceptable answer. Okay, okay. I guess I guess the Oracle has decided. All right, with that being said, really just my Boston Terrier Domino, who's always putting his head up and down. So, <laughs> but he's the Oracle. Okay, I mean, that works. Um, all right, with that being said, the next part of the introduction is is how we found them. And so I just, I'll have you know that uh, Nick and I were in a 12-step group for people who were considering giving up on coffee. And they helped us realize that mama didn't raise no quitters, so, so we drink coffee still. Uh, coffee brand coffee is good if you want. You know, we got we hook you up with some affiliate linkages in the bottom in the show notes. But uh, so it was a 12-step group for people who realized they couldn't be quitters. Uh, uh, unfortunately, um, Paul Sparks never made it past step one. So he, he's a quitter. He does not drink the coffee. But, you know, there's still hope for everybody, people. That's what we learned in the 12-step groups. All right. And uh, if you read the title, uh, Yo, Joe, it's time to duck and cover with the G.I. Joe franchise. Three guesses what we're talking about tonight, people. Yo, if you Joe! G.I. Joe, 
You are right. So the first question is, uh, who knows where like the franchise came from? Did anybody do their homework? Originally, the like the, yeah. the first first gen, like from the it was the fifties, right? The seventies. Seventy? No, it was before the seventies, wasn't it? I was reading. I was watching it the or reading, watching, YouTubing uh, earlier today, and it was that they had action figures that they wanted to sell and comics that were going on, but because the Vietnam War was not popular, this whole line of American hero dolls was not moving very well and also oil was expensive and therefore the plastic to make them was becoming problematic and driving costs up yet star wars toys were selling all over everywhere because they were connected to this beloved franchise and so they went we need a beloved franchise that connects to um somebody who is going to drive sales and they went oh kids kids drive sales and therefore they went to from the, com the, the comics and the action figures to the cartoon, and then that branched off into movies because those of us who grew up with the cartoon then went, we want more, and so they made us movies. So that's the that's the sketch that that I got from all of my viewing today. With that's for the that's for the uh, the short figures, but there was actually an older line where they were, I think I don't know, they were twelve inch or eight inch, like bigger figures, like from the the either it was either late fifties or early sixties when it came out and it died out, and then they brought it back. Yep, Man, Matt, Madam's got it. it in the in the chat. Oh, you want to read it, girl? Yeah. I swear you should work for the FBI, honey. You love digging up shit. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe originated from a comic strip in the 1940s called Private Gregor. It's a license broker, Hasbro. Hasbro's been around for a while, dude. Yeah, Hasbro's old. She typed this too, but Nick whispered it. So I'll just say it because, you know, you don't want his bedroom uh, voice. So it was a licensed property of Hasbro and the G.I. Joe comics have been released from 1967 to present. Uh, when I looked into it, my research said the original work was America's Movable Fighting Man from 1964. But apparently my research does not trump Stabby's research. So I guess that's all for her. Who's to say who's right, though? I mean, look, we dived into an enigma wrapped in a question. You know, kissed with it. I think this also the, the GI Joe figure is where the term action figure came from. Like With I think that's grip. Yeah, that's because they they didn't want to call it a doll because they didn't think that would sell to boys, so they came up with that term action figure. Nineteen sixty four. Um, did anybody else watch that episode of The Toys That Made Us on Netflix? Where they yeah, talk about that was Joe? awesome. Love that. Oh, I loved it. Well, it just it's like you had like just. Um, you had oh I'll I'll hook you up a link where you don't need it no more. Um, that works. But the snake the, eyes. There's four. That's part of that story. <laughs> yeah. The history of the snake eyes figure, like how that came to be. I got to rewatch that now after this show. I should have watched. In it 1964, GI Joe launched the entire category we now call action figures. Yes. With, With the fuzzy hair and beard. <laughs> Lifelike hair, yeah. Lifelike hair. It was like chia pet hair. It was awesome. Okay. Um, so what was that? We piece it all together. It's like it's like history. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was everyone's first experience with GI Joe? Did they find the comics, the cartoon? If you're of the right age, the action figures. Like, how did everyone discover um, GI Joe? Cartoons and the action figures, and 
never really got into the comics much. It was mainly the uh, cartoon show. Okay. Um, what about you, Nick? Uh, it was the uh, the cartoons. And then, well, actually, I think it was the action figures first. I got into the action figures first because um, I'm a child of the 70s and 80s. So, yeah, I got the action figure first, and that's when they were kind of like just the, the generic green ones with, like, maybe they had, like, a bandolier grenades. They had, like, a trip, not tripwire. Who was it? That's really, they're, they're just really, uh, we don't have time for me to consult the. Run. Well, while he's thinking about it, um, for me it was, I got the v, a VHS episode of, of, like, two of the cartoons and a um, one of the action figures of uh Oh, who's the one that has the Navy? Um, he was wearing the dungarees. Uh, shipwreck. 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 And it had a VHS of two of the episodes because I'm old enough that I know what VHS is. Uh, and they sold it, I'm sure, at the at the Naval Exchange. And uh, stepdad got it for me uh, to convince me that all of the uncles in the army were wrong and he was right. The Navy was the way. <laughs> I showed him, though. I enlisted oh. in the army as a bosun's mate. But uh, anyway, so that was it for me. I got the cartoon and the uh, and the figures at the same time. And I look at what some of those original figures I had, were, if I had them still unopened, brand new, would be worth today. I'm like, dude, I could buy like several houses for those. Oh, don't do it to yourself. But, the 1984 yeah. flag. I had the USS flag. Oh, I man. hate you. I wanted that, but my mother didn't love me enough. <laughs> 1984 retailed at that time at 89.95 in today's dollars. That'd be a 400 dollar thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what about you, Isaac? He ended up blowing it up. Uh, oh, yeah. Death March, the flag. Oh yeah. my lord! If you had a time machine, you'd go back in time and kick the hell out of yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, All right, friends. Pool. We uh, loaded it with uh, fireworks and oh, uh, no. stimulated painful, a uh, cobra attack on it. Oh, oh. harsh. What did you yeah. do next? Go and kick some kittens? Oh. <laughs> he pushed oh, an old lady in front of a train. Poor sugar in your mom's gas tank. This was, I think, in uh, 91. So we were still in high school at the time. Oh, wow, man. My Lord. Things kids do. All right, Isaac, try to save uh, the emotional downward spiral we're going on, imagining not only did he get the thing we all wanted, he then blew it up. So, Isaac, it's all on yeah. you to turn this around. Uh, I was, I didn't do much with the cartoons, but I sell the movie. Uh, and I play with the figurines, the action figures. Uh, the highlight of G.I. Joe was, for me, was the action figures and the play sets and the vehicles. Uh all of that, uh, that was always the highlight of of Christmas and birthday. Uh, I had cousins who had who had them, and we'd get together and play. And uh, you know, it it was it was one of those one of those things where uh, even when when uh, when they would they got old enough to sell them off and get a stereo. Uh, I hung on to mine. Uh, Good man. Okay. What about you, Jana? 
or Jenna, either one of you can answer. Well, they're not difficult. No, um, I was comics, cartoon, action figures, movies. In that order. Because I, I hit movie? comics first. No, well, there was a cartoon movie, and then they started doing the live action movies, and I've missed like the last two, but the, yeah, the original. There were only ever two live action movies. There was. There was the Snake Eyes spinoff, too. Yes, that's oh, the yeah, other one. Snake Eyes spinoff. Oh, yeah, so the Rise bad. of Cobra I didn't see, and the Snake Eyes spinoff I didn't see, but I think I've seen everything else that's part of the property and the cartoons multiple times because I have issues and <laughs> they were great. Okay. What about you, Stabby? We didn't ask you. So Nick, mute yourself. So Madam Stabby Stab McStabberson can answer all of these questions. <laughs> How does her name get longer? Every time. <laughs> um, I mean, so I can... I'm the only girl in my family and I have a lot of brothers and a lot of cousins. And so I never really liked Barbies in the first place. I liked playing with what my brothers had. Their action figures, their G.I. Joes. And so when my mom finally realized that uh, Barbies were not a good idea anymore was uh, shortly after my birthday. They gave me a whole bunch of Barbies and she found me shaving their hair off so they can join the Joes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was my introduction to G.I. Joe. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with it after that. It also helped that I have every military branch in my family. So I felt like you know, Thanksgiving dinner was a dinner with the G.I. Joe crew. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Well, thank you, Madam Stabby Stab McStabberton, the fourth dame of Daggertown and the Duchess of the Broadsword. Is that long first enough for you? First of her you? name. <laughs> first, of, first of her name, apparently. First of her name. <laughs> first of her name. All right. So um, did your mother ever emotionally recover for all of the uh, hair you chopped off of those poor Barbies? She still buys me Barbies. Oh, so the joke hasn't died yet. It has not. Do you shave their head off and swing them back? No, they wind up in a box in her closet. So <laughs> she hasn't found the box. She hasn't found the box yet. But it's she's gonna be a horrifying going. day. <laughs> when you find that box, going. they might they might be worth something as collector's items by then because they've never been opened. She's bought she's bought me the holiday ones, the birthday ones, the special anniversary ones, as well as like she'll buy like the NSYNC ones and the Spice Girl ones and stuff. And they just slowly get added into that box that is in her closet. Hmm. And she's slowly been sending things back home with me that because, you know, she's getting up there and age. she's like, Marissa, take all the family photos. You can pass them out to everybody when I'm gone. And I'm like, man, she's going to find that box one day and I'm still going to wind up with all the Barbies. <laughs> Yeah, but she hasn't found thing. it yet. She has not found the box of Barbies yet, so we're we're on the right track. That'll be a fun FaceTime, though. That'll be a fun FaceTime. You think she's going to? Is there hope? Oh yeah, she's she's definitely gonna find that box. She's gonna. Be... They're wait, all wait, still wait. in there. Listen to the box. podcast. No. Okay, nope. then we're good. <laughs> as long as nobody snitches, we're we're solid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that we got my voice in echo. Wow. 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 
All right. So, uh, All right. so uh, <laughs> Nick, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. All right. So um, now that we've established how we all found the. Um, all right. I'm going to figure out who's doing this. Mute, mute, mute. There we go. I just muted them all. The king of the mute. Now that we figured out how everybody uh, was introduced to G.I. Joe, do you have a favorite character? Now you can unmute your freaking selves, people. Forget about it. Sorry, I'm sorry. All right. What was All the question, right. Jared? Who's your favorite? Oh, who's my favorite beachhead? Oh, who's my favorite beachhead? Why am I echoing now? Why am I echoing now? I'm muted. I'm muted. What in the hell? What in the hell? Can we pretend this is professional? Well, my favorite is I always like snake eyes. Is there a reason? Is there a reason? I thought just that he was cool. Duke seemed too uh, high, strung, and straight laced. Flint was more of the. Uh, I don't know. It's just I just like Snake Eyes. He was cool. He was quiet. He was a bad badass. Okay. What about you, Andrew? Uh, I mean, Snake Eyes is like, I love Snake Eyes, but since he said it, I'll go with the next one, which was Storm Shadow, because it it just perfectly timed with that 80s like ninja craze. And I, I already love G.I. Joe. I love ninjas. And like, there's a G.I. Cobra ninja. I'm like, I'm in. Like, he was also a really the coolest character in the comics, I thought, in the comic book. So I was a huge Storm Shadow fan. All right. Um, All right. Um, what about you, Jana? I am still a big fan of the Baroness. I don't care if yeah. she's the bad guys. Part of that why she's cool is because she's the bad guys. She kicked ass. She took names. And for somebody like me who has had glasses since I was very, very young, it was one of the first times that you saw a cartoon character who was allowed to be very, very cool and also wore glasses. She, yes. she would go to disguises without glasses, and then she would come back and put the glasses back on. And it's like, yeah, the glasses were part of her thing. And it was like, okay, that that is suddenly very, very cool. There's a whole episode where she's kicking ass in bikini. It's like, who does that? None of the other Joes can do that. You don't see any of the guys pull that crap off. But she wears That's a bikini through the whole thing. And yeah, then, and she tosses She wore over. a skin-tight leather suit with a corset. And I know. Has. It's amazing. The whole thing and is here just, I'm yeah. at eight years old with a <laughs> new paint detected. I'm like, I didn't even know I was into that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's my favorite. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, like I said, uh, I, as a kid, it was shipwreck just because I grew up on a Navy base. But I don't know. I like who was the one that as a beachhead that had the a Hawaiian look going on? No, no that's, that's, Chuckles. that's Chuckles. Chuckles. There we go. That was the one that I liked because he just seemed so irreverent and, and out of you. You just uniform. named both of my favorites. Good job, JR. I do what I can. I uh, and, and Nick is going into his uh, Bokto uh, Tori. That's because beachhead is my guy. Nice, but I love okay. chuckles too. Where'd you guys go? How can you not? 
loved Chuckles. I mean, you know, with Chuckles, you he forgets who he is. He, okay. He, he, for, he most of the time he can't even remember if he's with the good guys or if he's with the bad guys because he's so deep under. I, I absolutely love that storyline. And if I remember correctly, Chuckles and Shipwreck in the cartoon sounded almost the same. I don't know if it's the same voice actor. Or if that's just kind of. I think they were. How the they same. Yeah. Like, come on, Polly, show him what's for. You know, that was shipwreck. And this guy was a bad G.I. Joe because time on target didn't work for him. But uh, we got Michael LaVoice joining us, uh, day job and all that. But so we were asking everybody, what's your favorite? Um, I'm really sorry. I can't hear anything right now. I've got audio issues. I worked late. It's been a thing. Okay. So, um, what about, did you say, Andrew, what your favorite was? I don't think so. Oh, I did. I was Storm Shadow. Okay, you were Storm Shadow. Okay. Was there anyone we didn't get to answer yet? Okay, we'll move on. Do you have a favorite bad guy? Nick's nodding along. Oh, yes. It's oh, Cobra yes. Commander, wasn't it? Uh, no, actually, it was... Uh... Okay, so I got two of them. One of them is actually a central character, and the other one is just kind of nameless henchmen, but I like the way they looked. Um, I like Destro. Yeah, I'm a Destro guy. Um, and then for the nameless dude, um, the Crimson Guard, especially when they repainted him with Python Patrol, I thought that was the coolest stuff ever. I bought like five of them. <laughs> okay. Um, so what about you, Isaac? Did you have a favorite bad guy? Uh, I would have gone, I would have still gone with Cobra Commander. Uh, in the cartoon, what I've seen of the cartoon, at least he's uptight and hyper, but he's still a genius in what he does and, uh, hard to kill and, uh, what I saw in the movie, you know, he's fell for the last time, you know, and I was a man. And the transition of character development of what he has to go through and and then the research of what happens to him after that movie and uh, the restoration and then and then back to back to square one. And there's just no no stopping that guy even though they they think that they've got him uh and uh the rise of serpentor because cobra commander failed for the last time and you know the thought of uh I, i'm just a fan of cobra commander uh and uh anyhow that, that that's that's my thoughts okay what about you jenna or jenna i like zartan the the whole man of many colors. He's got, I mean, he he was in the comics. He did even more because they talked about how he was an expert ventriloquist, among other things. So he could throw his voice. He could take on you know any role, any gender, any anything else. And it's like, yeah, this is your undercover guy. 
and just smart as a whip. You don't always see that in the cartoon, but when you start piecing it together, he knew his crap and, you know, ran his own thing. He, he, he was my guy. Okay. If we're going to talk bad guys, we can't forget um, Zema and Tomax. Oh, Absolutely. The Crimson Guard commanders? That was actually on my list, too. Uh, in addition to Cobra Commander was those two, because they had the cool outfits. I mean, it was all about the costuming. So uh, the one thing I liked, and I've seen this in some of the memes, is the jokes about um, the Cobra Enterprises actually was the uh, ideal corporate citizen because it had the health benefits. And you always see, like, all the facilities they had for their employees. So I have to say, I wonder if as kids we were wrong all along about who the good guys were. <laughs> they, they talk about that in the rap album. What was the name of that rap album they did? Wait, there's a G.I. Joe rap album? How did I not know this? Yeah. Um, yeah, Welcome to Cobra Island by Word Burger. Um, they do, it's <laughs> a whole s Word Burglar. I like Word Burger better. They should change their name because I'm awesome. But uh, they do a whole album talking about how, like, they talk about Cobra Island. They talk about. Um, the, Joes. the Joes, specifically uh, Snake Eyes coming back from Vietnam and his journey. They go into how his family died because Cobra the car crash, Commander's right? Brother, yeah, was like I had never, I didn't know that part of like the lore until I listened to that. I'm like, no, that can't be right. And then I and Chuckles has his own song. Chuckles has his own song. Yeah, <laughs> I have a Hawaiian shirt. Maybe I'll be Chuckles for Halloween. So was Chuckles inspired by a Hawaii Five O, or did that come after? Because they always saw that similarity. Uh, I don't well, know. The original Hawaii Five O is definitely before Chuckles, but they did reboot it, so I don't know. So Chuckles came out in the because the GI Joe movie came out in what, like eighty six, eighty seven. So yeah, that's way before the reboot. Way before the uh, way after I think twentieth, nineteen eighty seven. I always thought he was kind of looked like Don Johnson a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's funny because Don Johnson had a voice in that movie. Yeah, he was movie. Uh, Falcon. Falcon. Um, I think it was just that time in the 80s where like CIA deep cover operatives were always shown wearing Hawaiian shirts in tropical environments. I think that's pretty much where they got that into. Like Magnum P.I. was a thing. It was a great thing. I was him for Halloween last year. Horrible. And, uh, Miami Vice was that same kind of 80s into the 90s. There's a lot of tropical detective shit going on in the 80s. <laughs> and I think that's what inspired Chuckles. And ninjas. Tropical detectives and ninjas. Oh, I just watched American Ninja the other day. It was on Tubi. I was like, oh, man, this is so movie. horrible and I still love it. I love that movie. But it's so good. I mean, it's pure cheese, but it's good cheese. And the sequel is even better. <laughs> American Ninja 2. Yeah, you could almost define the 80s by what flavor of ninja you saw on TV and whether it was nunchucks or the staff or, you know, thank you, Ninja Turtles, for exposing us to all of those uh, all those characters. Um, I will say that now, as an adult, my favorite character is indeed Sergeant Slaughter because he followed the podcast on Twitter. <laughs> and he's super cool on outreach for, like, veteran issues. Which, you know, I can really appreciate, like, you know, rather than some Hollywood people get angry when they get typecast, he just leaned into it and made it a thing where he, like, used it to help people. Totally commendable. You don't see him hating the franchise that made him. Yeah, that's great. 
Why we so, were since we were talking about ninjas and that whole '80s thing. Do you know the throwing star was actually a product of Hollywood? No way. I'm not surprised. Uh, go on. The the is not a real thing. Shuriken, as you've seen in Hollywood, is not a real thing. What a shuriken is is a male taking down to a point that a uh, samurai would use to throw at a enemy to distract so that he could move up and attack. Oh, man, you've, you've, I'm crushed. You've, I'm so disillusioned now. It gets worse. You know what? <laughs> on, that, on that note, um, the voice, can you hear us yet so you can join in? Yeah, audio and everything is fixed now. Very sorry for being late. Mia culpa. So now that that's said, do you have a favorite? Like you can join the conversation. So we've talked about how we found GI Joe and if you have a favorite good guy and bad guy. And then after that, we will jump to commercial where we will all more not knowing that the throwing stars weren't real. <laughs> well, Next neither of the ninja costumes that they wore either. N ninjas didn't uh, wear those pajamas either. They, you were they rooting the 80s for me, sir. Hung out in alleyways <laughs> and skulked. But anyway, yeah, my favorite Joe, first, last, and always is Snake Eyes. Uh, a very second, close second to that was Stalker. Anybody that can fly a jetpack and rhyme at the same time and drop grenades on bad guys, that's my boy. Stalker uh, was a ranger just saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but um, as far as I, – I was first introduced to the Joes through the comics, and I'm of a huge minority because – I really dug the fact that there were no superpowers. It was really cool to me at first. That there were no superpowers. And then Zartan shows up and starts absorbing cami patterns. I was like, what <laughs> is this crap? But I know there are a lot of Zoltar, you know, the, the dreadnoughts. There's a lot of fans of them and I'm not knocking them. I was just not prepared for that crap. So it was a little upsetting. Uh, but as far as bad guys go, I always dug Serpentor. Cobra Commander was awesome. Because he was just like that little cockroach that just kept popping up. You couldn't get rid of him. And uh, he was the mastermind. Uh, and I dug those issues of the comics where they went back and examined the old beginnings of Cobra when not everybody had uniforms. And Cobra Commander's like promising next year everybody will have uniforms and stuff. It was just like awesome. It was like, wow, the political, you know, how do you keep this terrorist organization together <laughs> when everybody doesn't have uniforms? And, and the Cobra company was called ARBCO. It was an acronym. It was, it was an anagram for Cobra. It was ARBCO. Uh, and I thought that was dope, too. Uh, but Serpentor was really cool because he had all these history lessons he taught. I remember this one little short story-like piece they put in one of the comics where Serpentor taught them the origins of pizza from the I old Roman Empire. Oh, you remember that? that? Yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah. Yeah, that so was I thought awesome. that was dope. I love I love Serpentor, but uh Snake Eyes is my boy. You're my okay. boy, Snake. And uh with that being said, uh the today's sponsor is Coffee Brand Coffee. So we want to thank them for sponsoring this episode. And uh we're gonna show you this glorious commercial that uh, Madam Stabby Stab made in her debut into film. So I expect somebody to rush to the uh interwebs as you do and create her own IMDBA plus whatever that thingy is, and uh, and make her one because she deserves it. Coffee, 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 coffee
And now you know what we're doing. We've got coffee people. They are sponsoring this episode. So if you go to Coffee Brand Coffee on the link in the comments or you use the uh, code podcast grunts, all one word, uh, they are sponsoring this episode. So uh, we get a little bit of a kickback if you use our code or our link to uh, to do the things. If you use the code, you do get a discount. So by getting the glorious Java that you would consume anyway, you help the show. Uh, and with that being said, uh, Nick just posted in the comment section that he's out of coffee, so he has to go get more. And uh, with that being said, we will carry on without him bravely, though. He will be back, I promise. And so, all right, so we talked about the good guys. We talked about the bad guys, but we haven't talked about the most important thing. Well, we've hinted on it when Paul made us cry, but the equipment that the G.I. Joes had, does anybody have a favorite? Mm. Are we doing just the Joe side or the whole franchise? Yeah, the whole franchise. There's so much glorious goodness. Okay. All right. So Rock and Roll Gatling Cannon on his motorcycle. (laughs) Rock and Roll had a Gatling Cannon on a friggin' motorcycle. And that was the dopest thing to me ever until I saw the Rattler, which was basically just an A-10 with an extra gunnery seat. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to... Scrolling through, see Cobra Commander. There we go. He's rocking and rolling. See, that is the um, the company fair where he was like dancing for his people because he was a good leader and he cared about his men. Just gonna put that out there. Um, he also had an explosive so charge in his helmet. I mean, you know, you do what you do for company dedication. I can respect that. So, uh, Andrew, do you have a favorite vehicle? I think the the Hiss tank is just yeah. one of the most iconic designs like in toy history like that thing was so cool looking. like that that was one of the things that really got me into the, the toy line i just love love that thing you gotta love a double okay. barrel tank <laughs> well yeah with, with the reverse tread like bigger on the front smaller on the back yeah I, they've got one. Um, see, that's the part thing is there were so many knockoffs that you could get like dollar store level knockoffs and it was hard to like what I had was I did have that uh, GI Joe metal lunchbox in elementary school. Um, nice. Like it's hard to remember uh, what was real and like what was I was getting knocked off and just didn't know it. But they had one <laughs> almost like a Humvee with a giant cannon of some sort that would probably knock the vehicle over if it really fired. That'd be some E4 Mafia level shit if it were if they did it. But I had one of those. Yeah. I just don't know if it was really for GI Joe. But I did is like it, the hip. I just make sure you have up. Is that it? Or no, no, no. Um, it was the olive green uh, and Duke diecast figure GI Joe Hollywood rides is what it's coming up with is now. But it doesn't look like it's actually GI Joe. Um, let me see if I can get a picture. They've done re-releases on the toys recently. I saw a fantastically detailed gung ho action figure uh, in Walmart the other day, along with the Baroness. Uh, and the Hiss Tank is making a comeback. I've seen ads for that online. I think it's the, Hasbro's putting out like a high-end collectible. Hiss yeah, tank. the, the Hasbro has Labs or whatever. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're doing all the high-end collectible stuff with Star Wars and GI Joe and Sideshow Collectibles was doing an awesome line on GI Joes and Cobras. Um, there were twelve-inch action figures like full, like sewn up kit, like body armor, stuff like that. Beachhead, they, they put his like maroon beret that he usually had tucked in in his little epaulet. Beachhead. Um, had him <laughs> put on his head. The, the, the Vipers were awesome and they sold out quick. You can get one now for about 500 bucks. Jeez. So is this. Nick, you, the kid, something Nick, similar to this. 
Nick, do you remember that issue of the comic where a beachhead, they, they inserted him into the cargo hold of an airplane and he was supposed to cut through the floor with like a laser torch or something, but he's sitting there yeah. doing this job and he's singing to himself. I want to be an airborne ranger. <laughs> yeah. Cause we, uh, yeah, that's not a <laughs> exaggeration. We do sing songs when we're uh, trying to hurt people and do our missions. Um, it just makes the unaliving go better. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> deleting of enemy personnel. <laughs> we like to take always, uh, like to take enemies enemies do that. I always liked uh, singing in the rain. Yeah. Singing in the rain is a good one. Uh, when I was doing some uh, sniping stuff overseas in a land that I never want to return to, um, to get mm -hmm. my breathing right, I would do uh, Frank Sinatra songs. Fly Me to the Moon was a personal favorite. Oh my God! So your Hudson fly Hawk. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> I was just gonna mention Hudson Hawk. <laughs> that I watched the hell out of that VHS too. I don't know what it is about that movie. It was just so damn fun as a kid. It was great. That it just it just stuck in my head. So I was like, man, I and it just the song popped in the first time. You first you time mentioned long gun. before the break. You mentioned a musical group that had songs about GI Joe. Yeah, what was it called? Um, Not War Burger, but War Ham Burglar. Word Burglar. Word yeah. Burglar. There's another band, a very obscure. They only put out one album. It was an offshoot of a band called Five Iron Frenzy. But the lead vocalist from that group, Reese Roper, put out a band uh, very briefly called Roper, and they had a song on their debut album, actually their only album, but it was called Red Eye to Miami, and it's a song about GI Joe. It mentions Quinn, Snake Eyes, uh, uh, the the guy that uh, who was the I think Major Blood, uh, Venom. All these different characters from GI Joe are mentioned in the song, and it's just a great song. I don't know if it's out there anywhere. I have it on disc, of course, because I'm weird like that. But it's a great song. You'll love it. <laughs> We're in the age of the internet, everything the is the internet, available. Cool. I'm not going to go into my flag story. I don't need to make puppies cry again. <laughs> I, I do remember when I was a kid that I did liberate um, accidentally my sister's pink Barbie car and spray painted it green so I could have vehicles for some of the larger ones. Because uh, I inherited some of the like the what are those? They weren't the little ones. They were the fuller size Barbie size figures that uh, some of the original ones I yeah, the original size ones that I inherited yeah, the uh, from an uncle. Yeah, I again, if I had kept them and not played the hell out of them, again, I might be buying houses, selling the originals. But yeah, you know, yeah. So I I had some of those. I so I I liberated my uh, my sister's pink uh, Barbie Corvette or convertible or whatever it was, spray painted it green, and then like glued some sticks to nice. it to have guns. Hold on, Nick, I got your solo layout. So low. That's awesome. I, I like the Wild better the cowboy hat. Those are the new. Uh, is that the new like classified series? I think, or? I think these are the 30th anniversary not ones they one. did out. He's not one. wearing the right hat though. That's that's sacrilege. He's not wearing his, yeah. his cavalry hat. 30th anniversary. Yeah, they need that. Even when he was flying, while Bill wore that hat. That is not the 1983 figure. No. Not even close. Tell that to the fucking price tag they put on it. <laughs> well, the price tag, yeah, they 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 duped you, honey. That's 
Yeah, they're That's wrong. It came, it He's came got the wrong hat. The freaking, it came with the base. I'm not disagreeing that he came with the base, but that is not the original. The original. I paid for the wow, base. Bill had a boonie hat, had a cowboy hat. He had a cavalry hat. He had, he had the cross sabers on it. So, so it's funny listening to you guys talking about the his tanks and everything because I you got the jeeps. I have well, yeah, I have the jeeps, but I have the his tanks down in the base or in the basement. Oh, and you got the plane too. The uh, I have the plane too. The hell was it called? And Strike those Eagle? Were I stole those from my no brother. the cobra the cobra plane. It was oh, blue. The, the rattler. The rattler. Yeah. Yeah. The helicopter too. And the helicopter, the tomahawk. I stole all the vehicles from my brother before he deported. Deported? <laughs> deported? Nope. Deployed? Deployed. Okay. I'm like, because I didn't touch him. I swear to God. <laughs> I was like, what did he do? In case anybody here doesn't know, I'm dyslexic. So words in the brain don't come out. Yeah. Right. Recepic, I think it's good for hemorrhoids. Um. But so I, I took all my brother's vehicles before he deployed. He didn't deserve him. He was a Patriot missile specialist. Wrong brother. <laughs> oh, well, he was but, Air Force. He also doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> but That's I found. Hey, if you're watching this, Jeff LaVoy, my brother, did you hear that? Air hmm. Force doesn't count. Well, here, I'll, I'll tell you. There's only two branches in the military, okay? There's the Army and the Navy. Because the Air Force is a corporation and the Marine Corps is a cult. <laughs> I, I used to really I used to really piss off my marine friends that tell them you're just a well-armed sailor. You don't even have your own department and then they went you're and made reform of the Marine Corps. Navy infantry, world's <laughs> largest amphibious invasion in history. You guys were outside of Australia. Yeah, you can send the hate mail to me this time cuz I'll defend that cuz that's history. You know who who wasn't in that list? Space Force. They didn't exist. Neither. Well, yeah. Air Force so when, Army, Air when your little brother has a little has a son, I guess. So the Army's nephew is Space Force. Sure. Hmm. That, that's yeah, I'm not a this or anything, but I'll 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 buy that for a buck. Um, yeah. Well, that's so, right, Dalla. Yeah. So one of the original uh, GI Joe action figures did involve a, a combat nurse. So. I don't know that I've ever seen it, but even the army recognized, you know, you needed someone to patch the holes, which is ironic since they never seem to get hit. <laughs> yeah, they had the medic who was a, um, oh, goodness, what was his name? I'm going to have to Doc. Doc. Yes. Doc. Yeah, keto specialist. He was Doc and Lifeline. He was a peacenik. Doc, Doc yeah. was a non-combatant and would not fire, would not carry a gun. And yep. then this one episode where they meet up with the Russian version of G.I. Joe, the October Guard, uh, he kicked everybody's ass uh, because <laughs> he took on Horror Show, the great big one, and just tossed him around like a buzz toy because he was into Akita. It was great. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> I really do believe this is a franchise that started with the action figures first and foremost in Paramount and everything. Um, so for me, the, the GIJ always goes back to the backyard at the uh, Great Lakes Naval Weapon Station housing. Uh, I even had a graveyard for those that fell in battle. Uh, I was so mad because I was like when we were moving from there to Virginia, I was not convinced it was real this time. So I never dug them up to take them with me because it wasn't like I was digging that shot or, you know, that, that deep. 
And I remember screaming at my mother. We had to go back when I realized it was for real because I, they were still buried back there. So oh, <laughs> I still cry a little bit inside, but you know, maybe they got good. Them, like, maybe you made some kids day, you know? Oh, or, uh, you know, 20 years from now, someone's like, oh, there are GI Joes buried here somewhere. I bet I could sell them for a fortune. <laughs> well, then you made their day. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a thing. I had the whole backyard turned into like mounds and like a little, little setups for the figures to do their fighting. Come to think of it, I kind of lacked a little bit in tactics, just like in some of the cartoons, because it was always just straight ahead, straight up the middle. Was anybody else vaguely disappointed that they used laser guns in the cartoon? Yeah. I yeah. wanted to see bullets. I like it when they ran out of bullets. There was one uh, issue where Scarlet Snake Eyes and Rock and Roll were the only three, and they were caught behind the lines. They were taking on a bunch of uh, Hajis. And uh, this is before you couldn't really talk bad about Hajis. And uh, they uh, convinced Rock and Roll to, you know, to leave and get message back to the rest of the Joes while she and Snake Eyes were going to stay there and hold everybody off. And they were they were going Winchester. And uh, I was like, this is so cool because what are they going to do? But no, on the show, they had lasers. It's disappointing. Okay. That was, that right, was so Once I started reading the comic, that was when I couldn't watch the, the cartoon anymore because the comic, although still obviously, you know, out there was more realistic <laughs> and they had more realistic weaponry and equipment. And, once I got into that, I couldn't go back. Anybody yeah, remember? Hamlet did a great job. So great hold, hold on, hold on. So Andrew has a hard out. We knew that going in, but he's just diehard enough. He wanted to come on anyway. So Andrew, what are you working on right now? And then how can listeners and viewers find you? And we'll put all that in the show notes. And we're definitely revisiting this topic because this felt like it was very scattergun and just you know a bunch of adults drilling over their childhood memories, and that's totally okay. But we want to be a little bit more targeted as we dive into some of these franchises we know and love or love to hate, whatever works. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me. My website is andrewwarrenbooks.com. Um, and I'll have a new book. So I have two main series. One is a spy thriller series, the Thomas Kane series. And then the other is the space fantasy series, which are the Talon books. And I'll have a new one of each of those coming out uh, probably in about six months. Okay. All right. So that'll be in the show notes. You could follow them. We appreciate your stopping by. And now we'll get back to our regularly scheduled nerd session. Uh, LaVoice, you nice were saying all. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. And we'll have you back because we're going to dive deeper into this topic. I can just tell by Nick's Love passion. It. <laughs> He'll be in the talk for a little bit after this show, but it's okay. It's like an onion. There's many layers. All right. Andrew, I was I was talking about there was one issue that I think was the only one that I held on to out of my original collection of the comics. Because back then I was a subscriber and they were mailed to me. Um, which Thank was like you. my favorite day of the month, you know, the comic day when the comics would show up in my mailbox. But it was the wordless issue. Does anybody remember that one? There was not a single sorry, word. What was the title? It was, I don't remember the title. That's what kills me. But it was the, it was the issue where Scarlet had been captured by Destro and they were in this mountain stronghold. There was not a single word in the whole comic because it was the first time you really got a good look at Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes went in to rescue her by himself. And this was when you found out that both Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow had the Ashrakaji clan tattoos on their arms. And it, it opened up this whole world of Cobra Ninjas versus Joe Ninjas. And uh, there was 21. not a single word. Hmm? Issue 21. Right, 21. I'm pretty sure that's Larry Hammer. Issue. Yep. That's all. Oh, shit, I have that. <laughs> 
It's still I because I was going through my comic collection. It was still there. You still got it? Yeah. Ah, jealous. Jealous. It's a great. Yeah, because Klaus Klaus Jansen did the artwork and Larry Hammer wrote the story. Um, sorry, that's where I come in for this show. I'm the comic book historian dork. So uh, no, man, we need you. We need you because <laughs> I can't remember the title. What was the title of the story? Hold on, I got it right up here. It was uh, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, Volume 1, Issue 21. Mars will send no more. Was that what it was? Yeah, I guess it was. Huh? Kind of a weird title. Oh, it doesn't really make sense to me. but okay. That's weird. Denny O'Neill was the editor for that? Oh, my yeah. God. Le- legend. <laughs> Silent Interlude. That that was the name of the issue. Silent, Silent Interlude. Yeah. You heard it here... Probably not first, boys and girls, but you probably did hear it for the first time if you're not a fan of Google or a super fan. Or G.I. Joe in general. Or G.I. Joe in general, which is fine. Just the Chuckles. You're just a big Chuckles fan? That explains why you married me. Half beachhead, half Chuckles. I don't have a southern accent, though. <laughs> no. I like Quinn. Quinn was cool. Person. Quinn, yeah, Quinn was cool. I like Tunnel Rat. He came with the most crap. Yeah. And he was all like tiger striped out in his camis and uh, nightlight, but not nightlight. Maybe it was nightlight. Flash, That's Zap. Those uh, were the original dudes. Some yeah. of the original guys. Runt, Hawk. Runt, yeah. Clutch. Um, those are the ones I Clutch. And then you, towards the end of that run, that's when you started getting Scarlet. Uh, Snake Eyes was part of the 1982 line towards the end. Um, well, Scarlet was in issue one. Well, and, yeah, in the comic books. Yeah. Sorry, that, that's, talking, that's my main experience with Joe was the comics. I didn't care a whole lot for the cartoon, and and I absolutely despise the films. They're all just awful. The uh, live action ones, I'm not a big fan of. No. Yeah, <sighs> but uh, no, I was I was huge into the comics, so that's that's basically. Well, I almost what got I a seizure on. watching GI Joe the movie because it was so that and Transformers <laughs> the movie, all the yeah. flashing lights. I was like. <laughs> yeah, Transformers yeah. the movie was an abomination. So we should talk was about Transformers that, uh, some other time. Or the 1980 Transformers? No, no, no. The live the action. Ni- the 1980 was was you know childhood trauma. No, I'm talking people. about the cartoon because it was a oh, 90 like- minute freaking music video. I bought the like the four disc box set when it came out. <laughs> I think it was like it was like a decade, 20th, 30th, might have been 30th anniversary. I don't know. But I watched it. I'm like, man, this is going to hold up. It's going to bring me right back to my childhood. I'm like, man, younger Nick was an idiot. This is horrible. And then it, <laughs> then Prime dies. And I'm like, yep, there it is. There's the childhood trauma. That's where it all started. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently those writers went to the Joss Whedon school of, I'm going to mess you up for about a decade. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Joss Whedon was involved in somehow. <laughs> they, they taught him. Mm-hmm. They did it first. It's like, that is the real reason for Prime Day. Yeah. Transform and roll out. <laughs> so we've talked about what our childhood memory. So let's spin it looking forward. At one point in time, Amazon had the open worlds program, and G.I. Joe was one of the open worlds people could write in. Anyone that had their books in it either left them languish and just unpublished, or they stripped the G.I. Joe out and made it its own thing. So could you see if that franchise sort of wanted to reboot itself? Um, could you see it working in a modern age? Would it have to be more serious? Or is there room for, room for that 1980s camp? 
And by camp, I mean campy nature of the G.I. Joe franchise initially. I haven't read the comics, so I don't know like what storylines. I don't know how serious, gritty, the, or whatever. The comics are entirely different. Than the, the comics have been redone and rebooted several times by several different companies. The property has changed the hands multiple times. Um, some of them are really, really well done, and some of them were just as bad as the films. The best ones you're going to find in the comic book series, look for the name right, written by Larry Hama. Mm-hmm. If it's not written by Larry Hama, don't bother reading it. It's going to be some BS. It's going to suck because I've fallen for that trap before and I'm tired of getting my goddamn heart broken. <laughs> it's okay, oh, buddy. We're here head. for you. Do you my need Lord. a tissue? I think I you need a hug, Stabby. But I'm a grunt, so I'm just going to. There we go. <laughs> I'm almost worried about what writers today would do with G.I. Joe with the whole march towards everything, trying to ruin all these. Uh, 80s and 90s shows with the remakes. So well, Scarlet and Lady J would really be in charge. That'd be the first thing. Right. And they would demasculate Flint, Hawk, Snake Eyes, Duke, everybody, because it would they're the definition of toxic masculinity. When I'm growing up, mm-hmm. these were the definition of men. Mm-hmm. They were honorable. They were trustworthy. They kicked ass. They will choke you the hell out and then sing songs about it. Or they sing while they choke you out. Or yeah, while they're singing, they're like, and it's not a lullaby. It's gonna be like, and we'd like to choke out Cobra, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> well, know, and with the women, like mutant space aliens and stuff. Oh God, GI Joe the musical. Can you? Imagine? Oh gosh, it'd be horrible. <laughs> I but be with the women, they didn't make them wussy either. They they no. didn't have to be in charge, but they had a place. They had unique skills. They had a job to do. They were they're so girly. You know, in with Scarlet and else. Lady J were always beating on dudes that disrespected them. Yeah, they, they were awesome without having to demasculate any of the guys. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it wasn't a contest. It was everybody has their job. They have their things they're good at. Even and everyone Covergirl. was allowed to do it. Yeah, Covergirl. Oh, Covergirl was the shit. Well, and they even had the one episode where it, it was one of these weird ones that I'm sure Michael hates. Um where there, there was a siren thing that screwed up the men and you ended up with, it was all women doing this thing. And yet it was a one throwaway episode, but it pointed out that in both of the organizations, there were plenty of people of all genders and they made it work. Well, it was the first two episodes of the, of the series where they were up in space and they were trying to do that, like, Mm-hmm. triangle weather controlling thing and one of the cobra just he wasn't even a cool cobra he was just one of the basic foot soldiers with the helmet and the you know the covid mask and uh he said <laughs> something disrespectful to lady J or no scarlet and she's yep. like that is not how you talk to a lady and just thrashes the little out of him just thrashes right you know and that was cool because i i think those stories back then it was great because it, it empowered women and empowered men too or empowered little girls and empowered boys. Because I remember on the playground, you know, as a young kid, you know, we'd be playing J.J. Joe's and like somebody's sister tagging like, oh, I know this. That's Lady J and that's Scarlet. She's like, I want to be the Mario Grove. I'm like, cool, I want to be V-Chad. You want to play? And they're like, hell yeah. Next you know, we're having fights in the, you know, in the front yard with our Joes. And she's like, I even got mine. Can I bring them over? I'm like, okay, keep your duplicates though. Because I don't want you mixing them with mine because that's a fight I don't want to have with a girl. You know, but... <laughs> It was, it was a great Pony time to be a kid. Away. <laughs> oh, we did incorporate My Little Pony. Oh, really? Yeah. Go they were, oh, they were, they were yeah I got to hear this. Okay, so G.I. Joe will fit perfectly on a My Little Pony. and It'll look like a Clydesdale. 
So we had the Pony Calvary. Yes. The Joes. Awesome. Okay. We had a Pony Calvary. She had like six of them. So, of course, we put our headliners on there. We had Duke. We had Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes had both swords out, you know, because he was awesome. Um, and then as the show progressed and they switched Storm Shadow from being a bad guy to a good guy, then he got he got his own horse. We, we kicked somebody else off a pony, and then that was Storm Shadow's pony. It was awesome. God, I miss being a kid. That was such a great time to be a child. That's I was really, really that really point. Were a great no, it was uh, Jamie. I love Jamie. What was that, Sparks? And I said, children, uh, the 80s were always a great time to be uh, a child growing up. You know what it wasn't good for? The ozone or your lungs if you were near one of those Aquafina girls. Because I'm telling you that mm, that hairspray was deadly. I watched my mom put a lit cigarette in her mouth while pumping gas in 1984. <laughs> so apparently gas was inflammable in 1984. <laughs> so, oh yeah, Aquanet, not Aquafina. That's water. Okay, Aquanet well, makes your hair concrete. Pretty much. So if you were going to reboot G.I. Joe, but take the, the IP out of it and just sort of build your own version of it, would you would you do the the campy 1980s throwback? Would you make it grittier? Do you, like how would you do it if you were re envisioning your childhood with you know the serial numbers filed off? First of all, they'd have bullets, not lasers. People yeah. would they hit die. anything? Okay. Yeah, it's not the A team. Okay, you're gonna hit something. Nobody Don't gets shot off camera. <laughs> you're yeah. actually gonna put the the iron sights up to your eye and aim at right. your target. Um, but yeah, I think it could be grittier. Um, I wouldn't take away from some of the central characters and their character traits that made them who they were. Like clutch was always a wise Kraken, uh, but he could drive anything. So you didn't really get onto him too much. And of course, stalker always had something to say. Uh, and it usually rhymed. And, uh, uh, Gung Ho, of course, the, their version of the cult uh, of the core, uh, bare chested wow. in the snow in Alaska. The first issue that we met Quinn, um, wearing a vest, just wearing a yeah. vest, <laughs> and all he carried was that freaking grenade launcher. It's like seriously, dude, oh, you don't even have a sidearm. You gotta have an alternate weapon system, sir. Yeah, definitely. But I would love to see. Uh... <laughs> that was funny, Paul. I'd love to see a, a modern version of it where they're um, maybe not as flashy, maybe a little more covert and how they do stuff. Because so you can have them as Navy SEALs because they don't do anything without a battalion of PR and they write books about it. Five seconds when the mission's done. You got so. a CNN news crew with them. Yeah. So it has to be like yeah. Green Beret or, you know, Space Warrior, Space Force door gunners or something. I don't know. Or the but, best special operations unit that ever walked the face of man. The United States. The Army, Army Light Infantry. The Army Ranger. Walk the face of man? Yeah, because well, the the Okay. Uh, okay. Walk the face of the planet. I don't know. I've been there drinking, man. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. <laughs> RLTW, baby. Was, I thought the two G.I. Joe movies, uh, Rise of Cobra and Retaliation, stayed pretty true to the characters and did a pretty good job with. I agree everything i mean they had enough serious but they kept the campiness of it yeah and uh i thought they were actually really good even though they got horrible reviews 
yeah, I enjoyed I the reviewers, I'm sure. I may have to revisit those. I just, I remembered not enjoying them. And the Snake Eyes reboot, I turned off about 20 minutes into. I think the best part of Retaliation is when uh, Jinx and Snake Eyes were going up that mountain, that fight scene with the uh, Cobra Ninjas. You know, with they're all repelling and... The color-coded ones. Yeah, it was really awesome. And I, I wonder I where they got that idea. I wish they would have did more about Jinx's bad luck, but whatever. Um, being a purist. But I, I thought that was really cool. Okay, well... We talk. Although I really can't watch Rise of Cobra much anymore because uh, I was in the middle of watching it when I got a text from a friend while we were at uh, my cousin's wedding saying that my father had died. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh. Yikes, dude. Sorry to hear yeah. that. Yeah, sorry so, to hear that. Oh, yeah, that'll kill a movie has, for you, wouldn't it? Uh, has some uh, history with me. Okay. But I still thought it was a great movie. I, I did enjoy the movie too. I know, you know, I, I enjoy some of the movies that get slammed by the critics, the campier, the better. I mean, I'm the guy that liked the Starship Troopers movie. Um, I, I didn't it. read the books first, so I loved it. I mean, aside from the shower scene, I just, I loved, you know, watching them kill the bugs. Um, I did notice the lack of tactics, but, you know. Um, my company in Ranger Battalion, well, actually it was a Battalion Commander, gave us a half day pass on opening day of Starship Troopers. Because they were wearing black berets, and the battalion commander had decreed that they were space rangers. Space rangers, I like it. Nice. So, so we've uh, the formation. As we've been uh, doing the show, Stabby has been uh, finding more art for us of some of the iconic Joes. Oh, These yeah, mine, by the way. Joe was just one guy. GI Joe with the kung fu grip. Oh, I had yeah. that one. My there brother and I had branches. the whole collection back then. Yeah, and the nurse. There's four brains and the nurse. And the nurse, yeah. Yeah, they had their little oversized dog tags. I gotta find that camo pattern. I'm gonna be a marine GI Joe one day for Halloween. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> All I right. Did the coasties too? I yeah, I mean, one's perfect. Uh, I, although jokes of all jokes, when I was uh, my unit in Iraq the second time was stationed at Camp Erifjan, Kuwait, and we just picked up convoys and spent all our time on the road. At Camp Erifjan, they did have a pool, and you'll never guess, but it was a coastie that was the lifeguard. That was his combat deployment as the pool lifeguard uh, at Camp Erifjan. The jokes write themselves, people. To, I'm getting blown up, and he's a and he's pulling lifeguard duty. Trade for combat pay. For combat pay. <laughs> oh, I joined the wrong branch. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. There were many, many times that uh, that I told myself that. Um, but, yeah, so we've talked about, you know, where we found it, our favorite good guys, bad guys, vehicles, memories of. There's definitely more room, and I think we'll be more targeted and more organized next time. The first time we do these um, franchise deep dives, it's mostly just us being having fun and nerding out and going all over the place, and I like that. There's room for that. But uh, if we let it, it will go on for hours. And, you know, people have to sleep. Uh, the writers that are on the podcast apparently have day jobs. I don't know what that's all about. So we're going to let them uh, tell us. I don't need to be awake for that. Yeah, I, I mean, just arrest your sleep. Hey, what's that for? Um, we're going to let our guests tell us what they're writing and then uh, and where our listeners can find them. We're going to start with you because I'm going round robin at the top of the square. Paul, uh, what are you working on and how can they find you? Uh, I have an Amazon author page uh, under Paul Sparks. 
Uh, I've got an author page on Facebook, uh, Paul Sparks Author. Uh, and uh, right now I'm working on a short story to submit to Canon Publishing for their uh, competition they've got right now. Uh, it's a military sci-fi slash space opera. I'm in. Um, I've got, uh, that's about the, what I'm working on right now. And uh, I've got three anthologies already out. And I've got a fourth one coming out through Three Ravens. Uh, in Mark Christopher's Corsari uh, universe. Cool. All right. And then we're just going to go left to right because, you know, who needs the alphabet? What runs? Uh, voice what are you working on and how can listeners find you? And next time we'll have you time on target and you can have more time to blab with us. Yeah. Yeah. If I can get my audio issues fixed. Um, let's see. They can find me on my website, michaellevoice.com. Um, I'm also on Amazon. I have an author page there. I also have an author page on Facebook. Um, also on X. Um, yes. And, uh, on Facebook and X, I am that Michael LaVoice, not just Michael LaVoice. Um, because I found out recently there's a whole bunch of us out there, uh, especially in upstate New York. I don't know what happened, but that's where they are. Um, uh, right now I am working on outlining, uh, another series, that is called Gladius Leagues. It takes place in a far future. It's uh, your basic powered armored uh, humans have forgot to fight, but they fight warfare by proxy now through a very NFL slash WWE type league called Gladius Leagues. Uh, those resolve the political disputes until we get attacked by aliens. We don't know what to do about it. Um, I'm also working on a collaboration with Peter Stanley from Three Ravens. We're trying to world build together and come up with a... Uh, Worthy Space Navy saga, since everybody seems to have one. Uh, and then, of course, my uh, series Galaxy's Most Wanted starts releasing in December. Outstanding. So we did show the G.I. Oh, Joe uh, spacecraft, and now we've got G.I. Nurse. So she comes to Scrutton to, you know, to beat any of the untoward Joes that try to get a little grabby grab and thought, you know, she would be as lonely as they were. Uh, and with that being said, Thank you, Stabby, for your deep dive, but I think it's time to quit. We're running out of time to show all these pictures you're finding us. Um, ah. All right, so um, Isaac, can you tell us what you're working on now and how they can find you? Uh, yes, currently I've got my own Amazon author page. Uh, I'm the only Isaac Kraft who is an author. Uh, uh, That's handy. Yes, because uh, there's a lot of Isaac Crafts out there. Uh, I've got almost a dozen uh, short flash fiction pieces in the Core Scribblers anthologies under Three Ravens. Uh, I've got a Facebook page, Isaac Craft. Uh, I'm currently uh, trying my hand at at young adult fiction. Uh, I've got a story in the works currently at 15,000 words and hoping that I have finally found my niche uh, where I can trying to get this to a novel. Hopefully it will work. Uh, anyhow. Okay. Well, you know, there's always time and we'll have you back to talk about it whenever it launches. And then um, because we want to showcase the, uh, the, the prettiest one on the way out of our visiting um, authors, we're going to let Jenna or Jana, her choice, introduce uh, what she's working on and uh, tell us how they can find her. And as usual, all of the links will be in the show notes. 
Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, you can find me at, you can find all of the different me's at opalkingdompress.com. Go there and that has links to all of the other things. And yes, all the links are almost fixed. Guess what I've been doing for the last two days as I twitch in place trying to do web updates. I hate web updates, but you can find me there. I am working on a uh, the third book in a fantasy trilogy and I'm updating a military sci-fi romance for uh, release a little bit later this year. Okay, did you make me the main character of your romance? Shh, don't ask, don't oh, tell. Hinting. All right, sorry, Nick. Spoilers, darling. It's all beautiful now. All right, and uh, if you want to support the show, as usual, our sponsor, the uh, Coffee Brand Coffee, the show notes will have the link. You can click that, and we get a little bit of kickback. But if you use our podcast code, which is Podcast Grunts, uh, you get a discount. So, you know, who doesn't life love saving a few bucks, right? Um, now that we've done all that, I would like to remind you to uh, please be kind and speak your mind on the reviewing platforms. Your reviews help the right readers find the right books. So do your part, people. Uh, I don't know if you realize this, but the reading, writing community, it's kind of like a little bit of symbiosis, right? You know, a little bit of yang to the yang. You got to do your part. So if you like a series... Tell your friends, leave a review, tell the publisher or the pub the author that it's worth continuing. Otherwise, don't complain when they get canceled unfinished because nobody was buying them. And with that being said, since our guests have already told us where to find them, you could find us on our link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Blasters and Blades Podcast. Again, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Blasters and Blades Podcast. We link to all the things, the bit shoot, the rumbles, the Twitters, the email, the Facebook group where all the shenanigans happen. And you can join the discussion over there. Uh, as soon as we have a dedicated URL, we're working on some behind the scenes stuff for the Facebook page. We'll link to that as well. And you can follow us on our website, which is anchor.fm slash blasters dash and dash blades. Again, anchor.fm slash blasters tack and tack blades. Uh, you can support the show there for as little as 99 cents a month. You can help keep the nights on. Speaking of websites, uh, Nick recently bought the domain name Blasters and Blades, uh, and he's going to be doing his little computery digimadoos, I don't know, like a little twirl. keyboard wizardry. Yeah, he's going to do the magic, and we're going to have a website. Uh, we're to our uh, no, we're going to have a merch store. I would call it a website. I mean, you know, you do, the, you do the hand wave them, you know, magic, sprinkle a little fairy dust. I, I don't know. It's all, it's all special. These uh, are the merch you're looking for. All Just right. And a uh, MRE coffee creamer that's flammable. Outstanding. All put out of. 100% biodegradable MREs. Absolutely. Uh, you can support the show more directly at buymeacoffee.com slash author J.R. Hanley. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash author J.R. Hanley. If you didn't notice, we're addicted to coffee. Everything's coffee these days. I don't know what our problem is. Maybe I should switch to decaf. Nah, no screw problem. it. No decaf for us. Coke, but Coke illegal. Yeah. Um, if you use the buy me a coffee link, be sure to put in the comment section that it's for the podcast. And I promise I will keep my co-host uh, duly caffeinated. They will drink until the gava, java pours out of their eyeballs. Wow. I, I got no excuses. It's not even a long episode tonight. You're making them twitch, dude. Yeah, like I can see I can see the sound and I can hear the colors. It's glorious, man. All right. 
Yeah, somebody like clip that and we're going to make that our new commercial. Uh, thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For my crazy co-hosts, I am J.R. Hanley, and this was the Blasters and Blades podcast. The podcast, it's so caffeinated, J.R. can't even think straight. We'll be back it next week. It shows up on a drug test. It does. That's the only way. Uh, we'll be back next week at the same time where we'll, where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom. Wow, I can't talk tonight, people. Again, I am on my ninth cup of coffee, but... <laughs> Is that available with an affiliate link? I'm just asking for a friend. I don't know. I'm going to look, though. Because the thing is awesome. And I just learned that Stabby brought this into the marriage today. How is she holding out on you? I don't know. What other she's she's an keeping? onion. Many layers. What other secrets are you keeping? Not Next year, like onion, Shrek. She's going to tell us she has a flagship, and we didn't know it. How about a pop? There's, There's probably one in the garage with all the crap we got down there. <laughs> she just stuck it in off the U-Haul and never saw it. Just don't right. open that 1980. The Holy Grail. Do you have the okay. holy hand grenade of Antioch? All right. With that yeah. being said, people, <laughs> thank you for stopping by. Uh, ignore the shenanigans happening in the background. The uh, peanut gallery wanted to be heard from today. And we're out.